this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag for Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. Decisions are a part of life. Uh, no matter how old, no matter how young, uh, no matter what you do, if you're in school, if you're working, if you are retired, we all make decisions. Some are big, some are small. Some are more significant than others. Some decisions happen in our lives without us even thinking about them. I mean, the very fact that you are watching this right now, you made a decision. You thought, okay, I'm going to check this video out. You're going to make another decision as to whether or not you're going to continue to watching. And I really hope uh, you do. And so if, if you're watching with someone, um, just as a bit of a something fun to do, or if you're on your own, uh, answer this question. For the average person, how many decisions do you think you make in one day? Go ahead, take a moment. How many, how many decisions every day? All right, enough time. So you got your number? So I Googled this and Psychology Today, and it was verified by another, a number of other different sources, tells us that the average person, the average person, makes 35,000 decisions every day. Like, I don't know about you, but that, that number in and of itself is almost overwhelming. And so there's, there's no argument around whether or not we are making decisions. The question is, are you making good decisions? Because we all want to make good decisions. We, we oftentimes may find ourselves in a place, and maybe you can look back, and maybe you're experiencing it right now, where you have made bad decisions, and bad decisions linger. Bad decisions have an impact upon you. They have an impact upon others. And so are you making good decisions? You know, I, I think for a lot of us, we... We perhaps have a different framework in terms of how we make a decision. Maybe for some of you, you're like, I'm a list maker. I'm like pros, I'm like cons. Others are like, I like to talk to someone. Some people say, I like to go with my gut. Like whatever my emotion, whatever my, my heart is leaving with me, that is what I do. Some people may pray. Some people may flip a coin. For, for the most part, when we are making significant decisions, we have a perspective. And so, and so the place that I want to land is acknowledging the fact that not only do we make a lot of decisions in life, but oftentimes making decisions are not always easy. And so starting today, we are beginning a new summer series called Navigating Life, How to Make Good Decisions. And it's going to be a series that's going to walk us through just how do we make decisions in life. And, and today, I want to start by laying the groundwork, laying the framework as to what I believe is significant, what is significant in my life, and hopefully become significant in your life in terms of laying the groundwork, giving you the perspective of how you make good decisions. And then week by week, we're going to come back and we're going to get real granular. We're going to get real nuts and bolts and look at different decisions that we have to make around careers, around relationships, around how do I deal with my finances? What are my decisions around my money? Or how do I overcome temptations? Or, or, or how do I respond to uh, emotions or, or conflict? Or what about parenting? Or, or what about making plans for the future? Like there are so many decisions. And listen, this is not meant to overwhelm you, but, but really help you in terms of understanding, okay, okay, if I'm breathing, I need to make decisions. 
And so to kind of help us set the tone, we're going to turn to a book in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the book of Proverbs. Now listen, 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 hold on to me, hold on. For some of you are thinking, oh great, okay, this is of course where you're going to go. You're going to go to the Bible. And some of you might be a little bit skeptical. And I I understand that I want to acknowledge that because you may think, okay, are we just going to get some like typical church answer that isn't really going to be helpful and it's going to be just kind of frustrating as we go along? For others, you might think, okay, I understand we're going to go to the Bible, but is the Bible really specific enough? Like, let's be honest. The Bible was written thousands of years ago and I'm living in the present day. And so how does it speak to me when it comes to my job? when it comes to the person I might want to spend the rest of my life with? Or what does the Bible have to say to me when it comes to raising my kids? Or if you're a kid, dealing with your aging parents. Like the list can go on and on and on. And, and sometimes we may look at, at the Bible or we may even look at Proverbs and think, listen, it's, it's more like ancient tweets. It's like sound bites. It's like the Christian version of a fortune cookie. It's, it's kind of entertaining in the moment, but nobody really takes it seriously. I hope you make the decision to hang with us, not only today, but throughout the rest of the summer, because I hope we begin to see this reality of what God wants for you in the midst of life. So, so back to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs was written thousands of years ago, primarily by a guy named Solomon. He was one of the kings of Israel. And what's interesting about Solomon is that he's referred to as the wisest person who ever lived. So the guy had knowledge like no one else. But as we're going to get into later on in the series, just having knowledge and information and being smart doesn't always set you up for making good decisions. And so we're going to, we're going to land at this place of, of just having a, a better understanding of, of how do I make good decisions. And so if you're skeptical, if you're a little bit not so sure about it, let me land it here for you right now. Jesus spoke about how he came so that we may have the abundant life. Now, I, I don't know what you think about Jesus or whether you believe in him or not or how much he plays into your life, but don't you want what he promises? Don't, don't you want an abundant life? Don't you want a life worth living? Well, for me, it all begins with the decisions that we are making because the decisions we make, good or bad, impact our lives. And so how? How do we make good decisions? This is what this series is all about. And so let's, let's jump into the Bible. Let's jump into the book of Proverbs. It's found in the Old Testament. And we're just going to read the very first seven verses of the very first chapter. And what we see in this chapter is, is how it sets up with, with a promise of, of what actually the book of Proverbs is promising us. And then how that begins to happen by taking a first step. So let's jump in. Proverbs chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. It says, These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning of these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord 
is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. I'm going to stop right there because those opening seven verses of Proverbs not only sets the tone for what the rest of the book is going to be about, but it actually helps us understand in terms of what the Bible is for us as well. You see, right at the very beginning, we're, we're told the purpose of the Proverbs is to teach, is to help us, to, to help us live disciplined and successful lives. So again, again, I don't know what your view is when it comes to the Bible or Jesus, but don't you want that? Don't you want a more disciplined and successful life? Like, aren't oftentimes the decisions we make, the, the bad decisions we make, because we don't have enough discipline and you tell yourself over and over again, oh, if I just had more discipline, if I, if I just would respond to this temptation differently and you beat yourself up over it, what if you made a good decision? What if you were more disciplined? Or what about when it comes to success? Like, like, don't you want to be more successful in life and in whatever avenue of life? It could be career. It could be relationships. It could, it could be just in, in whatever else you're doing. This is the promise of Proverbs. And then it says something else. It's to help us to do that which is just, right, and fair. That's an interesting perspective because the book of Proverbs is going to step beyond just what does this mean for me? You see, so often I think in our individualistic society, we make decisions based upon how does this only benefit me? But as we're going to see in the coming weeks, Proverbs expands this so that we make decisions that is not just about me, but is about others. And that's the hint about what is just, what is right, what is fair. Next number of weeks, we're going to start to unpack this week by week in terms of how this begins to play out in the day-to-day -day realities of life. But then the next two verses is when Proverbs really begins to open up not only the purpose of the Proverbs, but the perspective it wants us to have. And, and there's some language in there that, that may get us a little bit off course. And so I just want to read it and then talk about it for a moment because this is the perspective that not only Proverbs wants for us, but ultimately the Bible gives us in all of life. And this is what it is. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Now you, you may look at that and, and right off the hop, it says the fear of the Lord is foundational for knowledge. So you might be thinking, well, wait a second, wait a second. Are, are you telling me, Joel, that if I want to start making good decisions, that I need to be scared of the punishment and I may need to live in fear of what God is going to do? <laughs> Maybe for some of you, like, dude, man, this is why I don't come to church. This is why I've kind of stepped away from the Bible because every time I turn to it, everyone's talking about the judgment and the fear of God and, 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 and how this is going to be punitive and there's going to be punishment. And I don't want to make decisions based on that. But that's not actually the right translation. That's actually not where we're going. It's not about punishment. It's not about judgment. You see, so often in Proverbs, so often in the Bible, when it speaks of the fear of the Lord, what it's actually talking about is standing in awe. Living in a way that you make decisions, that you base the foundation of your life as a way of honoring God. You see, the fear of the Lord is a response. It's, I'm standing in awe because of God, of who you are and what you have done. You see, every decision we make is about a response. 
And are we willing to make a response that is based upon what Jesus has already done for us? That if we start to realize the incredible grace and forgiveness that he has given to us, doesn't that make us just want to stop, stand in awe, and, and look at ways in which we can honor him? And so you want one of the best life hacks that I have learned? It's what Proverbs is leaning us into. That if you want to make good decisions, are you running your decisions through this filter of are my actions honoring the God? You see, it's not just about do I know all the Bible? Have I memorized all the verses? But are my decisions honoring to God? Have you ever thought about that for a moment? Like maybe you're making a, a big decision and you're making a list and you have pros and you have cons, but on that list, are you asking yourself the question, is this decision honoring to God? Or maybe in the small decisions, like when someone cuts you off at the supermarket or when the person at Starbucks gives you the wrong order and you're about to lose your mind, what if you paused for a moment and said, is my reaction, is my decision going to be honoring to God? I had a conversation with a friend of mine just this past week and, and he was talking about a decision that he had to make a number of years ago around a job, around a promotion that was offered. And, and he was talking to his dad and he's kind of weighing the pros and the cons and he kind of said, dad, like, what do you think? And his dad said to him, well, listen, have you considered what is the honoring decision when it comes to God? And it caused my friend to pause for a moment because he hadn't thought of it from that perspective. You know, oftentimes we think of decisions around job and careers as like, well, what's gonna make me more successful or, or what's gonna get me more money? But, but what if we took a step back and started to look at it from a different perspective as to is my decision, decision honoring to God? It, it starts to change our perspective. And this is what Proverbs wants to lean us towards. Because then it picks up on it in the second part of this verse. It says, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Now, in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, you're going to see this contrast often between the wise and the fool. And listen, this is not an insult. This is not about how smart you are or what your IQ is. When it speaks about being a fool or being wise, it talks about your posture. You see, a fool, according to Proverbs and the Bible, is someone who makes decisions with no thought of God. That they just do whatever is best for them. That it doesn't, it doesn't matter what God would want. I'm going to make this decision for myself. And the Bible says when you do this, you're foolish. You're, you're living life with no thought of God. And this isn't just King Solomon and Proverbs. This is actually a key theme for Jesus. At the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, after Jesus kind of lays out some foundational teachings as to what it looks like to follow him, at the very end of this conversation, in Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 24, this is what he says, and, and look for the contrast that he gives. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. The more you read the Bible, the more you will see this contrast presented. 
that the wise are those who follow in the ways of God, who honor him with their decisions. And a fool is the person who says, I'm just, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And, and it starts to make sense, doesn't it? Because if what God wants is a relationship, then what Jesus is inviting us to is to make decisions, being mindful of God. I don't know about you, but I'm married, and Rebecca and I make lots of decisions. Would you say I would be wise or foolish to just go ahead and make all these decisions without ever talking to her or consulting her, right? It would be unwise for two reasons. Number one is I'm not going to have her perspective in terms of what my decision should be. And number, number two, it's going to impact the relationship. I mean, if someone you know is always making decisions and isn't even mindful of you, you're going to be like, what is the point? How much more so is that true when it comes to our relationship with God? Like, listen... If you want God's perspective on how you are to live, are you ever asking him for it? Are you ever seeking the Bible to see what God might actually have to say when it comes to this particular decision? And even more so than that, if what God wants for us is a relationship, then then we need to begin to include him in terms of everything that we are doing. So, back to us. We got lots of decisions to make. Some are big ones, some are harder ones, some just happen in the midst of it. But if you want to start making good decisions, are you bringing in the perspective of God? Are you making decisions that are ultimately honoring to him? I love how Jesus speaks about that abundant life. And that abundant life can can come in a variety of ways, but I think the abundance begins with the decisions that we make. You see, one of the amazing things that I've been learning in my life is that when I make decisions in a way that is honoring to God, one of the amazing gifts that God gives is this incredible gift of peace. Listen, I'll be the first one to admit, listen, there there are times you're going to make decisions and you're like, there is no right necessarily or wrong decision. Like, does does it really matter to God if I live in Paris or in Toronto? I don't think so. Does it really matter to God if I play tennis in the morning or not? No, I don't think so. What matters to God is when I play tennis or wherever I live, am I doing it in a way that is honoring to him? Because what begins to happen is when you start to incorporate God into your decisions, one of the greatest gifts he gives you is a sense of peace. You see, making decisions, good decisions, are not always the easy ones, are not always the most obvious ones, but good decisions, being mindful of God, will give you an incredible sense of peace. So, so where do we start? Where do we roll? This week, I'm going to ask you to do two things. The first one is, would you start including God in in your decisions, in the small things. 
Because this I know is true for me and is probably true for you. If you don't include God in the small decisions, you're not going to include him in the big ones. I know we all say that and we think, okay, no, when it comes to what I'm going to give or when it comes to a decision I'm going to make, whatever, how big it is going to be. If you're not including God in the small things, it's not going to happen in the big things. And what I start to notice more and more is the more that I include God in my decisions, the, the more I, I take his perspective, the more natural it just begins to become. So would you make that decision today? That, that whatever you do after you turn off this video, with whatever decision that's going to come up, maybe it's a conversation you have with your kids or with your spouse or, or a response you're going to give to one of your friends, what, whatever it may be, would you just pause for a moment and say, whatever decision I'm making, is it honoring to God? And, and maybe start to write it down, like start to see what difference does it make? Is it giving you a greater sense of peace? What does it start to look like? It's my first ask. The second ask is make the decision to join us again next week. Because next week we are going to lay out one is the greatest, one of the greatest barriers to us actually allowing God to become at the center of all of our decisions. It's, it's a decision that I struggle with and wrestle with day after day after day, and I'm sure you do as well. And so make the decision to say, yeah, I'm gonna join next week. I, I wanna be aware of what is a potential blind spot in all of our lives that will prevent me from making good decisions. So this week, whatever decision you're making, be mindful of God. Do what Proverbs says, the fear of God of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. This is the foundation. Ask yourself the question, am I being wise? Am I being a fool? Am I mindful of God in whatever decision I'm going to make? Hey, I'm, I'm excited for this week because whatever I'm sharing with you, I wanna incorporate into my life as well. And so before I sign off, let me pray for you and then we'll keep rolling together. Let's pray. And so, Lord God, we are thankful for this day. We, we thank you that, Jesus, you love us and that you care for us in such a way that you want to be a part of all of our lives. Jesus, help us to fight against this, this segmented view of faith where we allow you into some places, but not all of them. Jesus, may we be more mindful of you. I pray for those that are watching that in the decisions that they are having to make this week, Maybe they're big ones, maybe they're small ones, whatever it may be. May we do so with the perspective of asking the question, Jesus, am I honoring you? And then may we experience your peace by bringing you into the equation. May you fill us with your peace of knowing that we are walking in step with you. And so may your blessing be upon us this day. For we ask it all, Jesus, in your name. Amen. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Now may the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious towards you. Now may the Lord look to you always, always and grant you his peace. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
Leah. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris, our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 10.30 a.m., and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, We have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.